As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Feng. On November 21st, 2018, Gonzaga met Duke in the finals of the Maui Invitational. And it wasn't clear which team had the better athletes. Gonzaga had a big second half lead before Duke closed the gap in the final minutes. Then Gonzaga tried to lose the game by missing four free throws in the final minute. But then, on the last play of the game, Gonzaga stoned R.J. Barrett at the rim to hold on for a two-point win. Gonzaga seemed like a sure title contender after this win. But then they lost to Tennessee and North Carolina in their only other games against top 10 teams. But they play in a weak West Coast Conference. What do we make of this team? Welcome to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, founder of ThePowerRank.com. Based on talent, you can see that Gonzaga can compete with the rest of the nation. It starts with Ruri Hachimura, the 6-foot, 8-inch junior from Japan. He plays as the big in their starting lineup, but he has a really versatile game. You'll see him pulling up for jump shots. He'll also lead the fast break, and he's a big-time player. In ESPN's latest mock draft for the 2019 NBA draft, he's listed as a lottery pick. However, Hachimura might not even be Gonzaga's best player. The best player could be Zach Norvell. He's a 6-foot, 5-inch guard from Chicago. Norvell has the ability both to get to the basket and to make three-point shots. Gonzaga doesn't really rely on the three-pointer that much, but when they do take him, it's usually Norvell, and he's hitting 38.5% of his shots. However, I think Gonzaga's best player might be Brandon Clark. The 6-foot, 8-inch forward transferred in from San Jose State, and he's been a beast on both ends of the court. I think the best way to describe him is a thinner Zion Williamson. Clark is making 70% of his two-point shots. He's one of the only players that can approach the 75% of Zion Williamson. Both of these players excel at offensive rebounding. To measure this, KenPalm.com tracks offensive rebounding rate, which is an estimate of the fraction of offensive rebounds a player grabs on that end of the court. Clark is getting 14.5% of rebounds on the offensive end of the court, which is 22nd best in the country. This 14.5% is even better than the 13.2% of Zion Williamson. We think of Zion Williamson as a great defensive player, the kind of athlete that can erase the mistakes of teammates with a big block. But Brandon Clark has a better block rate than Zion. According to KenPalm.com, he has the 15th best block rate in the country. This translates to over three blocks per game. The point is this. Brandon Clark is a great athlete who is getting it done on both ends of the court for Gonzaga. He's also listed as a first-round pick in ESPN's latest mock draft. Okay, fine, Ed. Gonzaga has the talent. But how do you evaluate this team when they play such a weak conference schedule? That's where the numbers come into play. (music) 
In a previous episode, I talked about the ranking algorithm that I use for college basketball teams. In a nutshell, it takes a statistic like margin of victory and adjusts for strength of schedule. So a team's final rank is always going to be a balance between this margin of victory and who they played. If you played a bunch of chumps, you better destroy them. And that's exactly what Gonzaga has done. During the regular season, they had two losses. They were to Tennessee and North Carolina, two top 10 teams. Then they had that signature win over Duke by two points. But outside this win, only Illinois and Washington came within 10 points of beating Gonzaga. And those two programs are respectable top 100 type teams. They also had a double-digit win at St. Mary's, a very respectable program in the West Coast Conference. And we saw just how good this team was when St. Mary's beat Gonzaga in the conference tournament final. Despite their weak schedule, Gonzaga has done what they're supposed to do. They have an average margin of victory of almost 24 points per game. This is best in the nation. Now, my algorithm will go in and make adjustments for schedule. And this margin of victory is going to get adjusted up or down based on the schedule. In the end, a team gets a rating, which you can think of as an expected margin of victory against an average college basketball team. Gonzaga gets adjusted down, so they have a final rating of 19.7 points. And this just means that they'd be expected to beat an average college basketball team by 20 points. In my college basketball rankings, teams get ranked according to this rating. And Virginia and Duke move ahead of Gonzaga. Now, neither of these two teams had a better raw margin of victory than Gonzaga. But these two teams played a tougher schedule in the ACC conference. So they get moved ahead in the final rankings. But Gonzaga is still third and certainly a national title contender. We can also look at how these schedule adjustments work for offense and defense. And this gives us a better idea about how Gonzaga breaks down on both sides of the ball. To do this, the raw metric is offensive efficiency, or points per possession. On offense, Gonzaga gets 125 points per 100 possessions. And that's the best in the nation by a pretty large margin. The next best team is Hofstra. Now, my algorithms go in and make adjustments for who Gonzaga has played. And after this happens, Gonzaga stays at first in the nation. You can contrast this with Hofstra. Remember, they had the second best raw offensive efficiency, but they don't play in a power conference either. They drop from second in raw offensive efficiency to 19th after schedule adjustments. On offense, Gonzaga's real strength is on two-point shots. They have the best two-point field goal percentage in the nation at 62%. That's even better than Duke, and it's really powered by Hachimura and Clark. What about on defense? By the broad numbers, Gonzaga allows 90 points per 100 possessions, and this is the fifth best rate in the nation. However, they get adjusted down after I make schedule adjustments. In my final defensive rankings, by points per possession adjusted for schedule, they move down to 14th. And the reason is Gonzaga's defense is facing weaker offenses in the West Coast Conference. So when you look at my final offensive rankings, four of 10 West Coast Conference teams rank worse than 200th. So Gonzaga's not seeing a lot of good offenses, and hence their defense gets adjusted down. Gonzaga's strength on defense is also the two-point shot. They are fifth in the nation in two-point field goal percentage allowed. And you could see this in the game against Duke. Their man-to-man defense was incredible against one of the nation's top offenses. In addition, they got that stop in the last minute to seal a victory. 
Gonzaga has the talent to make a deep run in this tournament. Rui Hachimura is projected as a lottery pick. Brandon Clark should be taken in the first round. And the Zags have plenty of players to complement these two big guys. In addition, Killian Tilly, a 6'10 inch big, returned to their lineup in the West Coast Conference Tournament. And this makes Gonzaga even more dangerous off the bench, as Tilly has made 48% of his three-point shots coming into this season. Gonzaga might have played a weak schedule, but the numbers, which account for this, still make Gonzaga a top-three team. In addition, I talked with Adam Stanko of Pure Hoops Media about this team, and he thinks that this is Mark Few's best team. And that means it's even better than the team that went all the way to the title game two years ago. Despite a loss to St. Mary's in their conference title game, expect a deep run from this Gonzaga team. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, your host. Just a reminder, you can get my free March Madness cheat sheet that makes it drop dead easy for you to fill out your bracket. Go to thepowerrank.com and sign up for my free email newsletter. Once again, that's thepowerrank.com. If you like what you're hearing with the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast, please leave a review. You can do this by going to the Apple Podcast app and searching Pure Bracket Wisdom. When you find the podcast, you scroll down a little bit and there's a button for write a review. It would be greatly appreciated. The Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. There are three other shows that you definitely want to check out. The Mike Wise Show appears on Mondays. Journalist and storyteller Mike Wise interviews the biggest influencers in basketball. Catch and Shoot appears on Wednesdays. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, two of the sharpest basketball minds, tackle the biggest stories and chat with the most interesting people. The Pure Hoops podcast appears on Friday. Join three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman for the insider perspective. know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.